What's up, everybody? It's Dorian and Morgan, and this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I feel so long. I feel like we haven't recorded in forever. I know. It feels like years. It's probably because February was also as difficult as January, so uh, we're just trying to keep up. With pretty much, it. and March is not turning out to be any different, mm-hmm. so... On another note, though, hey, new braids. Hey, braids. I mean, we get ready for the springtime you know, or whatever. Do a little something for the people, you know. <laughs> you know, I love it. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my hair this season. Okay. I was literally at the wig shop today. <laughs> and let's just say that Chinese bangs and hair to my waistline is not for me. Oh. <laughs> I'm not too surprised at that. I mean, honestly, the short hair do is kind of your signature look. It's really... I think my favorite look on you. Oh, thanks, Mo. I, maybe I'll shave it all the way down again. I don't know. We'll figure Ooh. it out. But speaking of new hair vibes, new looks, uh, let's talk about the way that God is doing a new work in us in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every single one of my friends have literally been talking about how they're getting rocked this year. Mm-hmm. 2020 pretty much just came out swinging. And I just, I don't know. Is it just me? You feeling the same? Like... Everybody I know is doing the same. Like, honestly, Erin and I were texting last night, and she was like, 2020 act like it has a grudge against me. Like, I don't even know you. I just met you. So I don't weird. know why you're so angry at me uh, and why you swinging on everybody. It's so confusing. But honestly, it's just like God turned that sanctification process up to about 425. I'm like, God, I love preheat temperature. I love it preheat. 425, God, it's hot in here. It's hot. So I'm really struggling here. But all jokes aside, I mean, I'm just really happy to see what he's doing in all of our lives, the way he's refining us. And honestly, like, it's not that surprising that this year has been difficult because a lot of us were claiming, like, 2020 vision, <laughs> fresh perspective, abundance, literally two months ago. So it's not surprising because he's just doing his side of the promise. Like, he's getting us ready. Pretty much. Everybody trying to see clear, guys, like, oh, I got you. And it's so funny because, like, ironically, we're in this deeper root <laughs> series. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're about halfway through. And all of a sudden, life is getting real deep on me. So yep. I'm like, God, what is up like are you upset with me right. that, you know did I do something wrong because of course if I'm going through challenges it's only because it's punishment it's not just because God wants to refine me you <laughs> know on. how we do uh, but God is really using our current circumstances just to develop us in a new way so I believe when we speak on these different topics we're speaking from the heart and we what are. we're walking through exactly which is why it's so fitting that this week on part four of the series we are digging into surprise surprise faith and obedience, child. I didn't mean to say obedience with that sigh. I just <laughs> felt in my heart what I've been going through this week. It just felt like a sting just to mm-hmm. say the word obedience. So let me put that out there. Of course we are. So why faith and obedience? Why not faith and discipline or faith and perseverance? How do you think that those two words specifically go hand in hand? I feel like one thing I'm really learning is that true faith is walked out in obedience. And I feel like James is always getting us together in James 2, 14. <laughs> He basically says, like, faith without works is dead. And in fact, the message version says it like this. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Mm. Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? I was like, ooh, that that actually hurts, James. So basically saying, like, your words mean nothing. They do nobody any good if you don't match those words up with actions, a.k.a. obedience. That's so true. And one really can't exist without the other. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the relationship between faith and obedience is so codependent. Mm. So one requires the support of the other. And I feel like we can't even really understand how they work together until we have a true appreciation for faith and obedience individually. So what does faith mean? to you Mo if you had to put it into like one sentence or a metaphor what would you say 
for some reason, when I think about faith, the imagery that comes to mind for me is a trust fall. Like mm. back in middle school, trust falls were like a really big deal. You would like cross your arms across your chest and like lock your knees and just like trust fall. And mm-hmm. you would just fall back and just pray and hope that your friend would catch you. Yeah. I feel like faith for me is a the like trust fall of a lifetime. It's mm. basically me crossing my arms across my chest. Like I have no backup plans, God. I can't see where <laughs> I'm falling. And I'm just praying, even though I'm afraid, I'm trusting that you're going to catch me you know, you're going to have open arms ready to really receive me and be faithful. Yeah, that's good. I feel like faith to me is willingly stepping into the unpredictable yet being able to predict the happy ending. Mm. And I often feel like I don't really know what's going on around (laughs) me, but I believe that God always has my back. And that's literally the one fact that won't change in any situation that I step into. Oh, I love that so much. So now that we've kind of talked about faith, what does obedience mean to you? Like why is obedience so important in your personal walk? (laughs) So when I first thought about obedience, honestly, the idea of submission and really weakness is Mm. what came to mind. So my true instinct, I feel like, is to kind of rebel um, when it comes to obedience. And Mm. I think that that's just a very human part of my nature. It's the same reason why babies are like told, don't touch that. And then they smile and do it anyway, (laughs) because I think a part of us works against the rules and systems and orders that are put in front of us. Mm. But I think obedience is so important in the spiritual context because it is us demonstrating trust. And it's a declaration to God that says, I believe that you know better than me. And I've learned that really I can only obey what I honor. That is so good. That line (laughs) just took me out. Uh, I think for me, when I think about obedience, it's about giving God an unconditional yes. It's a yes when it makes sense. It's a yes when it doesn't, and most times it doesn't. It's a yes when I'm tired and I'm confused. Like, obedience, kind of like what you're saying for me, like, obedience is saying, God, I trust you, and I have faith in what you see, and that I trust that you can see way more than I can see, and that when I kind of align to what you're asking me to do, I'm really walking fully in my purpose. This actually goes back to the James scripture that I referenced earlier. Down in verse 17, he goes on to say, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So basically, James is like, faith is dead, ineffective, it's useless if it doesn't progress into actually moving into actions, aka obedience. Yeah, so basically it's safe to say that without obedience, faith actually doesn't even exist. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a huge lesson, I feel like, for so many of us because yeah. we can't smooth talk our way into faith like we can do in so many other areas of our lives. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I feel like I'm always smooth talking God. Like on Sundays, I'm like, God, you can have it all. I'm yours. Use me. Let me get one rude email on Monday and he'd be like, respond kindly. I'm like, who God? <laughs> Can't be me. me? <laughs> Can't, couldn't be me. <laughs> um, but it's just so funny that we'll talk that big game. And then as soon as he's asking us to be obedient in the mm. moment, it is so much resistance and it can be so difficult. And I think it's because like being obedient is costly. Mm. It requires a sacrifice of really dying to self. Um, and so I think that's what it makes it difficult. But I think that when we die to self and we sacrifice by being obedient, it really pleases God. Mm, yeah, I like that you highlighted that James scripture because so many of us know faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard it before, but equating the works part to deeds or obedience really gives it a fresh perspective. And I feel like it makes it less about the actions themselves, but about the trusting heart that's behind them. Exactly. Because it's really about the posture of our heart yeah. behind what we do. Um, and I think that's kind of where a lot of us struggle when it comes to faith and obedience, the mm-hmm. heart behind it. Mm-hmm. So what have you found to be you know, challenging when it comes to demonstrating? either faith or obedience 
So the passage in James where we find the faith without work scripture is labeled faith in action in my Bible. Mm. And so the title really struck me as I was reading over it because I'm like, well, how often do I talk about things, but I don't actually follow through on Mm. them? Like, where is that faith in action in my life? And it's like when in my personal life, I say, all right, I'm going to stop eating bread. (laughs) And then I'm at the house. Well, I don't have bread at the house or I go to an event and they're not serving bread. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I walk into the office and they got free bagels and Mm. muffins in the cafe, all of a sudden I forgot about this agreement with myself and so what's challenging for me is that it's easier to talk about faith and walk in it in an environment that doesn't actually challenge it exactly kind of like when i'm at church i'm like god i'll give you my all well i'm in a worship setting Mm -hmm. with a thousand other believers it's really easy for me to give my all then but when i go to work (laughs) in other settings it could be so much more challenging so yeah that resonates with me uh i think for me obedience can be challenging because i'm kind of a know-it-all at times (laughs) and i really be thinking that i know more than the creator of the entire universe Mm. especially when he asked me to do stuff that makes no sense so i try to like talk him out of it i'm like okay god maybe you don't see it all so let me explain she's been petty (laughs) uh consistently uh, and I've tried to take the high road consistently. So at this point, God, I just don't know why your request is this. It doesn't really add up. Mm-hmm. But what I'm learning is that it's really my heart. It's not even the action. And he asks me purposely to do things that are difficult and uncomfortable because he's using those acts of obedience to really refine my heart and grow me up. Mm. That's good because I find myself struggling with that too because I think that I need understanding in order to activate my faith. But it's actually the complete opposite. It is without understanding that you activate your faith, that it becomes real faith. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I find that when we don't understand that obedience is perfecting our faith, Mm -hmm. then we see the opportunity to obey as a hindrance instead of a helper. And we don't recognize that obedience is actually working in our favor. It's protecting us from ending up in places or with (laughs) people that we don't need to be with. Mm -hmm. And it keeps our focus on God and more than that it puts us one step ahead on our path to purpose okay preach to us Deacon <laughs> Godly. okay so now that we kind of talked about the importance of faith we talked about obedience and even their relationship you know uh what does it look like when we talk about faith and obedience when there's challenging circumstances like mm. when God asks you to walk away for something you really desire or move towards something that scares you what are some practical steps to really align with God when it comes to being obedient and faithful? <laughs> so I feel like I can really speak to that first one well when God wants you to walk away from something mm. so this past week I've been fasting because I felt like I needed clarity in one of my relationships and I felt on my heart that some shifts needed to take place but I didn't really understand why mm-hmm. and so I was honestly fearful that God wasn't going to give me the context that I desire. Well, then I came across the James 1 5 scripture and it says, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the father. Mm. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. And I was so comforted in knowing that if I ask God, he will be faithful to help me better understand my situation. So I prayed just so simply like, God, why? Why do you (laughs) want this relationship to change? And what do you want me to do? And over the last week, he's just been really gracious and giving me the insight that I needed. And so if you're asking like, okay, well, how does this connect? back to obedience well because I asked and then God answered then I could seek the peace and the strength that I needed to move forward with the obedience Mm -hmm. so I feel like part of the reason we can't step into obedience is because we're so afraid of the answer that God gives us when we ask those hard questions but that fear is really just paralyzing us and it's it's keeping us from moving forward in our purpose Mm -hmm. so I really just want to encourage y'all anyone who is in that place don't be afraid to come humbly and boldly before God because he wants to see you win and he's willing to give you whatever answers you need to help propel you on your journey wow that is so good and I think that I can that really resonates with me in terms of just the role that fear can play in my own life when I'm trying to be obedient Mm. and I think that kind of leads into the second question um because it's kind of the season I find myself in where God has asked me to do a lot of things that scare me that are really hard Mm. like 
yeah, Morgan, go spend a year working with children who've been sexually abused or like, yeah, do speaking engagements for the Rooted Life or do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can host a community with 150 people like, oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> like literally I'm getting hot when I think about even doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of similar to what you did, I went to God and it was like, hey, God, I'm scared and I feel really ill-equipped. And then I'm really reminded of something you said years ago, which I don't know if you got it from a pastor or what, but it still <laughs> sticks with me. And you said, if he's called me to it, he'll equip me for it. Mm. So I have to drown out all those voices of fear, insecurities and doubts by what I know to be true, which is he's a perfect father. He's not going to have me get on the stage, do a podcast and look crazy. Like, You're right. He wouldn't do that. He's too kind as a father and he wants things to be for my good and his glory. And I think secondly, what I do when God asks me to do something that scares me is I ask the Holy Spirit to empower me mm. to be obedient because it's like spiritually, I want to be obedient, but fleshly, I'm like, this is hard and I'm uncomfortable. I yeah. don't want to do this, you know, but I need the Holy Spirit to help me so I can be obedient. And then lastly, I think about his track record. I think about all the other times he asked me to be obedient. And every time I look back, I'm like, oh, now, oh, that's why you did it like that. You put that in that. Okay, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be obedient because everything he's ever asked me to do has always been for my good and his glory. Yeah, that is so true. And honestly, it's been amazing to see you exercise faith and obedience in those moments Mm -hmm. because it encourages me. And I feel like it's such a testimony about how our faith and obedience are like Jesus billboards Mm. for other people to see. That's good. And there's like a number of times when I'm watching other believers walk out their act of faith where I'm pushed to go deeper in my own walk. Oh, that's so encouraging. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) That is a good analogy. Our our faith and our obedience are really billboards. Wow. For Mm -hmm. other people to see. I think I would add to that obedience is really true worship to God. Yeah. I think it's one of the most beautiful ways we can honor him because when he's asking you to do something, he's giving you the opportunity to do what you were created to do, which is worship him. Mm -hmm. And so I think in doing so, we have to be mindful that we want to have the right attitude when we're exercising obedience. He likes a cheerful giver. Yeah. So if we're going to worship him with our actions by being obedient, we want that worship to be sweet to him. So we got to have the right attitude. We want it to be sweet worship, not stank worship. (laughs) Not stank worship. (laughs) That is so good. So to summarize, how we can develop deeper roots in faith and obedience we can see obedience as an opportunity not an obstacle mm. don't be afraid to ask god for answers ask the holy spirit to empower you and yeah. remember that obedience is worship i love that last one. Ooh, so good and so hard to walk out in action honestly. uh yeah um i think the last thing i would just add is that we all have room to grow in our ability and capacity to be obedient like the only reason why we're sharing this right now is because we both are struggling yep. <laughs> and trying to work to be refined to be more obedient and faithful so we're not on here saying that we figured it all out we haven't but we're still working towards it and so no one's walk is going to be perfect so if you mess up and you're disobedient just repent ask the holy spirit to move in your heart and remember philippians 2 13 which says for god is working in you giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him I love that reminder because I have messed up many a time within the past few weeks. <laughs> and too. I love just the <laughs> reminder that like you can still get back on track. Yep, always. Mm. Well, part four of our Deeper Root series on faith and obedience is a wrap. Hey. So we hope you all found this episode helpful and we'll be tuning in for part five that is coming on Wednesday, March 18th. Yeah. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been tagging and sharing our Rooted Life yeah. merch. Like We are loving seeing y'all in all of these <sighs> Rooted Life uh, sweatshirts, Jesus Glow hoodies like we love it yes 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 and if you haven't checked out our merch go ahead and check out our ig page follow us at rooted life podcast and if you're on apple leave us five stars or write a brief review we'd love to hear from y'all that is so true so all right rooted fam we are standing with you believing for deeper faith and obedience in this season y'all stay strong out here have a great week and know that we love y'all stay Stay rooted. rooted